It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are a lot of questions around this offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals. There are a lot of topics to get into. In today's mailbag, we're going to get into several of them, as you had some really good questions about this year's offseason for the Bengals. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake. Let's go along with your host James Rapine. Today we dive into a Locked On Bengals mailbag. A lot of questions about free agency, about some perhaps underrated needs, about some some interesting topics facing the Bengals this offseason that we're going to dive into today. And this episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash/LockedOnNFL and use code. Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And if you're new to the show and you want to stay with us for all of the offseason roundtables, debates, discussions, draft primers, draft deep dives, Bengals rookie deep dives that we're going to get into this offseason, hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button, become an everydayer, make us your first listen. We appreciate all of you who already do those things. And James, we're diving into a mailbag today. And we're going to start with the Bengals internal free agents. We got a couple of questions about this and we had tons of questions in this mailbag. If we don't answer your question today, we might get back to it in an episode in the next couple of weeks. There were a lot of really good ones, but Bengalman brothers and Brian V at B Valono both asked about some internal guys and Bengalman brothers wants us to rank from most to least likely to be on the team next season. The following players, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, DJ reader, Shadobe Abuzier, T Higgins, Jonah Williams. Woo-wee. And Brian asked about TV and who this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one because there is a very realistic path, Jake, that only one of those players is back. Like, I think that's the most realistic path, actually, to be very clear. The most realistic path is T Higgins is franchise tagged. Jonah signs elsewhere. Reader signs elsewhere. Mixon. I'll get into him in a second. Tyler Boyd signs elsewhere and Cheeto signs elsewhere. Now, Mixon, we haven't talked about the specifics uh, of it, but he's due a $3 million roster bonus on March 16th. So there is beauty in that. And here's the beauty. The Bengals can make and and have to make a a quick decision on him relative to the offseason compared to last year when he took a pay cut in the middle of July and we felt like we talked about it for months and months and months. Rest easy, Bengals fans. We will know if Joe Mixon's going to be on the team by March 16th. And that is a beautiful thing where it can be non-toxic and it can be fair one way or the other. And, and we know exactly why. And I'm sure his agent put that in there. I'm sure the Bengals wanted to put that in there because they can make a decision as free agency starts and, and give Mixon time to, to sign elsewhere and, and vice versa. So the question is to rank them. Uh, T. Higgins is by far... Far and away, number one for me. I think he is back. Agreed. And uh, I, I think that that's just a no-brainer, 21.7 or whatever it is, million dollars on the tag. Worst case is, is what's going to happen. Number two for me is DJ Reader. 
I think that there is a path for DJ Reader to return because they have nothing in that defensive tackle room. It's BJ Hill and some dudes. That, co- correct. And I that that pause for those on the podcast, that was there on purpose mm-hmm. because my lord, I, it's Zach Carter is a backup. Maybe you re-sign Josh Tupo, J2 Fel, like just dudes. And and I don't think you do any of those things probably before the draft, especially if you can keep Reader. So I don't know what it'll look like. I'm not sure if Reader will be able to go for the start of the regular season. I think that's kind of lofty at, at this stage, but it's super early. Mm-hmm. But I would put Reader second. I would put Jonah third hmm. because I, I think there's a scenario where they they look at the market or, or maybe the market looks at Jonah and it isn't as crazy. But I think it's... that's where this ends because I would probably put Jonah at maybe 10% to return. And the fact that he's third on this list, it it, it lets you know how I feel about the the odds that Tyler Boyd is is back or the odds that, uh, who who am I missing? Or Cheetah. Joe Mixon would be the significant one that you didn't, did you, did you order Joe Mixon in this rank or is he down there with those three guys? Those two guys. I I mean, I think he's, are you paying him $3 million at the start of the year before the draft? Are you? The the question is really, do the Bengals want to be on the hook for his $8.5 million cap hit for 2024? 8.9? I see 8.5 according to over the cap. So gotcha. perhaps, either way, some discrepancy Round, somewhere. But either yeah. way, they can save $5.75 million by cutting him or pay $8.5 million if they think that he's worth that for next year. Would you do that? I would not do that. Yeah, and and so I, I just I, – I think that that's – I don't know having, that I rule out the Bengals doing it, though, to be clear, it, but I, I personally it, it, would not. And so you're probably right, so let's go to that. It's prob- There's probably like a 20% chance that Mike Brown says, hey, Joe Mixon's been here for seven years. He's under contract. He ran for 1,000 yards again, averaged four yards a carry, caught 52 passes for 300-plus yards, it, it had double-digit touchdowns between – catching and and running. Let's just bring him back for, for his final year. I, so 20% chance that Mike Brown goes that route because of his and, relationship with Joe. I, I don't will, I, I, go ahead. We will circle back to the Joe Mixon topic and the running back topic. So we don't need to dive too deep into it now, but I just wanted to, to clarify where he would be in the order for you there. Yeah. So, so you're right. So it would be T T D J Joe. Jonah. Jonah. Oh, Joe. Joe, then Jonah. Got it. Yes. And, and, and it's low. Like, Jonah's yeah. low. Yeah. And, and, and then probably Cheeto, then Boyd. But I, I don't think either one is under. I, I think either both are under 5% for me. Yeah. I, I also easily agree with T at number one and Boyd at number six. And everything in the middle is a bit muddier to me. Mixon is in the bottom half, and there's a big gap between T and number two. For me, it's like T, gap. And honestly, I thought Cheeto and Reader are kind of close in in some worlds. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the market isn't there for Cheeto and he's the veteran on a one-year deal for the Bengals because I do think that they add a veteran corner, and it wouldn't shock me if it's a guy they're familiar with in Shinobi Abouzier, coming off a down year. And we've seen him in the past, and he's older now, so who knows. 
But we've seen him in the past come off an injury, have a down year in Dallas, and come to Cincinnati, and then he was awesome. So getting away from think, that ACL should help him too. Do you think like he could be in their their eyes like their Eli Apple, like one year guy, their Sidney Jones one year guy? Yeah. It might cost a little more, but that's it would what cost you're more. Yeah, that, that that's my thought there. Is I do think they will add a veteran corner. It would not shock me if it was Cheeto because of the familiarity, because he's in the building already. But it would depend on the market that's there for Cheeto. It's hard to say what will manifest for him or not. Currently, our friend Brad Spielberger, PFF, I think is a little bit high on Chidobe Abouzier's free agency market. He has two years, $23 million estimated there. But I, I don't know. I don't know if Cheeto's played on the stretch will we'll end up justifying that. So we'll see. But um, I don't think Jonah is likely either. I don't think Boyd is likely. Reader is a big question mark because of the injury. But I think that they need to spend money on that position specifically. And so DJ is a player they know is awesome. They, again, are familiar with. And if they have a better idea of his time to return that's where you could see that happen if they have a good idea of what's going on with that injury. And reader did say it wasn't as bad as the last time that he blew a quad a few years ago. So hopefully that means he's getting healthy sooner. You know, he's going to work hard. You know, he's going to do everything he can to get back on the field. That's the kind of guy he is. But I do think that the injury throws a lot of question on it where, you know, maybe if he hadn't gotten injured, the market's just too high. For the Bengals to bring him back, and now it's it's more. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. So it, great question there. It it is a great question and a great great debate. And multiple guys could be back. I think you're right. Cheeto, Reader, those guys. It's market dependent. They will test the market. Jonah certainly market dependent to a large extent. We just assume his market is going to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. But. You you never say never, and and I wouldn't say never with Mixon or Boyd or any of these guys. But no, we uh, we have a lot to get to in this mailbag. That was a loaded uh, first question with plenty of uh, topics that we will certainly cover all off season long. But let's uh, continue with more questions coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you've already organized one part of your space and. You want to organize another, maybe already taking supplements, but you want to make sure that you actually eat breakfast on a daily basis. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick all year long and become daily habits. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So regardless if you Travel for work, if you're working from home, if you have to go into the office every day, if it's a busy time in your schedule, it will be convenient for you. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. More off-season questions, James, in this mailbag to get to. This one, kind of broad, from Matt at Mr. K. Cincy. He would like to know if the Bengals realistically will do more in free agency in 2024 than they did the last couple of years. They could have done more in 2022, and he liked the Orlando Brown Jr. signing, but was a little bit nonplussed by the guys that came after Orlando Brown Jr., and last year's free agency class in particular. Matt would also like the Bengals to stop rolling over money, which I don't know if that is going to happen. As much as I agree with it, I, I think you're right. The The fundamental question here is, will they do more in 2024? I hope so. More in 24. I, I certainly hope so. I, I think they need to realize, and I think they do, but they need to realize how crucial this offseason is to not only keeping their own, because part of why they I think we're in reserve is because they knew what was coming and last year during free agency Joe Burrow was coming and you needed to make sure you got his extension done and now this year it's Jamar Chase and you're going to try to get his extension done but that cannot stop you from addressing defensive tackle that cannot stop you let's say Jonah Williams signs for 4 years 80 million somewhere from getting a right tackle that you think can start for you to me, this Bengals team, they have some really obvious holes. And to their credit, we have seen them plug the holes. Uh, offensive line-wise, for example, after they made the run to the Super Bowl, we were talking about the interior of that line. And what did they do? Within four hours of the legal tampering period, Alex Kappa and Ted Karras had agreed to terms with the Bengals. I'm hoping something like that happens with, with it, at least similarly with this defensive tackle room. Now, maybe they wait for Reader a bit, so it's not as quick. But what I mean is address it with proven commodities. And maybe it's not Chris Jones, who some have discussed, and I think that's kind of unrealistic. But actual bodies, actual depth, proven players that give you the flexibility. So I think they do need to add more. I'm not sure if there will be an Orlando Brown Jr. type deal in Splash where you're giving up $31 million from the jump to get him here. But I, I do think that they're going to have to bring in multiple bodies and, and it could be sort of the way they, they attacked offensive line a few years ago. They attack it with maybe a right tackle and a DT, but get proven guys that they can bank on. The thing that makes me think they will do more this year than they did last year is I think they've got just, just more cap space to play with. When you look at what they were dealing with last year, they were, not cap strapped per se, but Jonah Williams had a $12.5 million cap hit. Tyler Boyd had a $10.5 million cap hit. They got Joe Mixon's cap hit down, but it was still almost $9 million. It was 8.85 in 2023. Jadobe Abuzia, he has a, another expiring contract this year, $8.1 million on his deal last year they also chose to extend jermaine pratt which wasn't a huge cap hit logan wilson same deal 
But this year, they've got DJ Reader and his, what was it in 23? He's on the IR, got to scroll down. $15.5 million cap hit coming off the books. They've got $12 million, $12.5 for Jonah, 10, $10.5-ish for Tyler Boyd. So they've got these big cap hits coming off the books. And they're also cap hits coming off the books for starters, for Reader, Boyd, Awuzie, Jonah. And then T. Higgins obviously will be due for, for a much larger cap hit this year. So the the only restriction on the 68 or so estimated millions of dollars of cap space for the Bengals this year to play with is going to be that 21 or so million dollar franchise tag and or extension for T. Higgins. Outside of that, you have many millions of dollars becoming free to spend on a starting defensive tackle. If they want to spend on a starting slot wide receiver or tight end, perhaps to replace Tyler Boyd in this offense, depending on what direction they want to go. If they want to spend more on corner or another position on defense, if they feel like they want to go with youth at corner and at a right tackle. So they've got all these spots where all this money is now free and there's clear starting needs that are created by the players that would be departing and freeing up that cap space. So to me, necessarily, they need to do more. Last year, we talked about how few starting holes they had to plug. It was the two safeties for the most part that, that we were talking about as, as needs at, for starters. There are depth needs for sure this year. They have a ton of free agents in 2024. But the math to me, and I haven't dug into this in its entirety yet to, to come up with like how much money I think they'll spend or anything like that. But the math to me suggests that they will necessarily spend more money, spend more cap space on free agents, whether they're internal or external in 2024, because primarily of those first four guys, Reader, Boyd, Obuzier, Williams, that have relatively large cap hits vacating in addition to starting roles vacating for this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it definitely feels much different, just the feeling of, of the roster that it did say, after the draft a year ago when, when they had kind of drafted a bunch of guys that you didn't expect to contribute right away. And some did of course, but it didn't feel that way in the moment. It felt like the draft was a year early and we'll be banking on some of those guys. And at the same time, they have to spend. And, and I, I think they know that, and that will be a hybrid aspect of this where how much of it is on your own guys. Like we, we talked about and, as they spend or as they plan to spend, that that's a factor in whether or not you re-sign T. Higgins long-term versus just tag him for this year mm-hmm. because who knows, maybe you want to take that money and invest it into a defensive tackle, a younger defensive tackle that you can build around. Who knows? I'm not sure. There but also will think- be a raise for Jamar Chase. That's the other constraint on the cap hit. Like they almost, I would imagine they get that extension done this offseason. I, I, I think so too. I do wonder though, like, Joe Burrow's extension was done the Thursday before the regular season started, 72 hours before the jump. Can you get it done a little earlier with Jamar? It would help. It would help a lot. Yeah. It would help very much. But Jamar's waiting for Justin Jefferson's deal. So there's that. Whatever. That's BS. I I know he said that, but that. I think that's true. Showing the money. Yeah. Are are we sure Justin Jefferson's getting a deal this offseason? I don't know. I don't. We would have to ask Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. 
I, I thought he would before the, the start of last season. Yeah. So I, I think it's really interesting. But we have a, a, a ton more questions. We will go a little faster and get to many, many more coming up next. Today's show is sponsored by Jace Case. I know we come to sports to escape from the craziness that is realities of real life, but let's just talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies, well, they're running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than not having the medicine that you need for you or one of your loved ones due to a supply chain issue. And that's why the Jay's case is perfect for any time because it's a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of illnesses, including respiratory infections, skin infections, among others, things that can happen to anyone. And all you have to do is visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. All you have to do is go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on and you'll get $20 off your order. Again, go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on for $20 off your order. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Lots of questions still to get to James. We'll, we'll speed up a little bit here. I really like this one from Tony Crampo at Bengal underscore dude. Cause this hadn't occurred to me recently. I think I talked about it earlier in the season, but Tony wants to know if you can see the Bengals extending Mike Hilton by a year, similar to Trey Hendrickson's one year extension from 2023's off season. I think it's interesting. Like, do, do they want to go that route? I think Mike wants to be here. I think he would be open to it. There's no doubt. So he'll be 30 in March. Yeah. Clearly playing at a, a high level still, a big part of this defense. I think he's a leader in that room. I don't know. I I, I, I think that one is, is up in the air. I will say they may look at it and say 5'9", 180-pound, 30-year-old nickel corner. We don't Coming off his to, best year, though. I I agree with you. I, I'm fine with keeping Mike around, and he, he's a veteran in that room. And they're going to stay young in that room. I know people are calling on, hey, pay this safety or that safety. I think they're going to be pretty young in that room. I just, I do wonder if if that's going to be the case, if they'll go that route. But I, I think he would be open to it. And uh, I, I think that they, they'll probably have a conversation. I'm just not sure it gets done because you're talking about a guy that as valuable as Mike is, Trey Hendrickson is in a different arena 
And, and there's a reason why they did that with Trey. They might feel more comfortable just going another year with Mike Hilton and, and revisiting it when he is set to hit free agency again as a 30-year-old slot corner who's a little bit undersized but doesn't play undersized, obviously. No. It's just what his measurements are. He plays like a linebacker. I think that his increasing positional versatility yep. that we saw this year playing a lot more safety, and it's not a ton, but 34 snaps of safety. He's staying on the field a little bit more in linebacker alignments and in, in strong safety alignments when when the Bengals uh, are, are facing heavier personnel packages or keeping Mike Hilton on the field because of what he can do for them. I would not be opposed to to extending Mike Hilton for a year. At the same time, the conservative approach that I think I expect the Bengals to take and, and honestly don't really fault them for is seeing where Mike's at after another year. Just sure. because of their approach with 30-year-olds. And I think rightly so, but the guy, to me, played great down the stretch for this team, was one of the best players, if not the best player on the defense in the second half of the season after he had a bit of a rocky start and also represents one of the players on this team that they're getting surplus value from on his contract. Like Mike Hilton is worth more than what he's getting paid. And right now the Bengals don't have a ton of players that fit that criteria that aren't on rookie deals. Yep. I agree. And I think, I, I think it's, uh, it, you you almost don't want to block, and they kind of did. They didn't do this with Hendrickson, but they kind of did. But he's Trey Hendrickson, so you do it. But you don't want to block one of the young guys. Like, what if you end up drafting a corner, right? So if anything happened with Mike, it would be training camp. I would say is when they decide to to do that, kind of like they did with Trey. So yeah. plenty of time there on that one. Uh, let's keep things rolling with. Let me look here. Oh, you mentioned linebackers. Let's go with this one. Bengals yeah. Gaffer. Um, he said, "There's an obvious issue uh, in." The Bengals have had uh, Akeem Davis Gaither back there for a while, but he's an undrafted free agent. No one is talking about linebacker in the draft or free agency. What's the future of the position for the Bengals, and how do you feel about Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson after this season? Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson are going to continue to be the starting linebackers for at least another year. And then maybe you, you look at Jermaine Pratt's contract at that point if they're not pleased with the way he plays. But I think they're relatively happy with the linebackers despite the fact that like statistically PFF grades, whatever it is, there's a little bit of regression there. I think that you listen to the way Luana Rumo talks about those guys. He talks about the safeties changing and more responsibility coming to the linebackers. You look at the defensive front and the struggles they had on the defensive interior this year, that affecting the linebackers as well. So I do think that the starters are, are set, but it is a fair question about depth. They've had Marcus Bailey and Akeem Davis Gaither as a backup linebackers, they've been very comfortable with for their entire professional careers. That is something that I think likely changes. I think that they'll have conversations and see what the market is for both of those guys. Maybe Marcus Bailey is back, uh, perhaps easier because of draft status than Akeem Davis Gaither, but wouldn't be surprised to see either of those guys try to find jobs elsewhere, try to find a little bit more playing time elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And then the Bengals probably do have to deal with depth. I don't know if that's, I mean, I, I would say it's certainly not, in my eyes, a high draft pick unless there's overwhelming value the way Jordan Battle emerged to them in the third round. And Jordan Battle turned out to be a pretty good draft pick. He had a really good rookie season. But I agree that depth is an issue. I, I have talked about this, though. Bengals gaffer. 
It's not no one. It's not many people. We have talked about linebacker depth. And, and that's true for a number of positions I, on this roster this offseason in particular. I think they'll sign Joe Bocci. Call it right now. I think they'll re-sign Joe Bocci. And I think that they will draft one late, day three at some mm-hmm. point. And, and that'll be your linebacker room. Now, who knows? Maybe Marcus Bailey does make his way back. Or, or something like that wouldn't wouldn't rule it out, but I, I do think you're right. I think Akeem Davis Gaither, especially, is probably looking for more playing time. Yeah, and a guy that had the pedigree, like before last season, we we're like, oh, yeah, he's still young. Gaither, he's just going to yeah. be the starter with Logan Wilson next year. And that was what we thought going into the offseason. Obviously, that didn't happen. Let's let's fill out our running back, linebacker, punter questions. Well. Let's let's knock this one out quickly. Do you expect a relevant punter to be competing with Brad Robbins next year? That question from Zach at Bengals underscore Zach. Yeah, I think they will either sign a, an undrafted free agent or or some kind of free agent punter mm-hmm. to compete with Robbins. I think that's 100% happening. Yep, agreed. Uh, JB at J Bruce 1166, and this is probably a bigger conversation than we're going to get into today, but who is the best running back option to pair with Chase Brown next season? Joe Mixon, a drafted running back, a free agent. This is probably a bigger topic because there are some tantalizing running back free agents. Yeah, this is. let's use this to tease the bigger topic, but I, I think regardless of Mixon, regardless of free agent, I still think that they are going to draft a running back regardless and continue to, to stay young in that room. But it is a huge... Huge, de- not even debate, but conversation that we need to have. I think the likelihood is a drafted running back. I think that Chase Brown is not a full-time bell cow back. I don't think that that really exists very much in the NFL anymore anywhere. And so I think you're looking at a two-back approach as the best fit for this offense. But they need to make sure that whoever that other back is with Chase Brown can protect. And that is uh, part of the the formula they're going to have to look at. Let's finish up with a fun question or two, depending on timing. Mike at Bengals underscore Sands, frequent film episode guest of this podcast, has a very important question. He does. We've we've been abducted by a strange cult that worships Skyline, and we have been separated. We're isolated, but we're told that we must eat as many Cholitos as possible in a 24-hour period. We do not know how many each other have consumed, but we are told that it is a competition. Who wins and what is the total of Cholitos consumed in a 24-hour period? Well, I'm going to use this to say, hey, Skyline, please sponsor this because we could we could make this happen. You know, the Locked on Bengals Cholito contest. You know, maybe we just skip the cult part and, and make it happen in real life. It, it can <laughs> happen. So, uh, Skyline, please reach out. I... It's interesting. Let me ask you, how many do you think you'll eat? 24 do, hours. Uh, 24 hours. That's more than 2,000 calories for sure. So I also think that in terms of calories, it, according to the internet, there's 370 calories in each. So you'd think yeah. 10 of them, you'd be feeling pretty rough in a 24-hour yeah. period based on the calorie count. Yeah. But again, since it's 24 hours and not just like a one-day eating window. Yeah. And you're like, you have the goal. I think more than 10. But I don't really remember how big they are either. So I might have uh, false confidence here. I, I eat Cholitos all the time. Uh, I can't say I, I would do this. My instant 
mindset. I put myself in this room knowing I needed to beat you and not knowing how many, because I saw this question yesterday, obviously, when we put this out. My goal would be for an hour. For an hour for 24 hours? I, I don't know because you do sleep. So like we're not, I mean, I, I assume we will sleep some. But my goal would be for an hour. And I think I could do that. One every 15 minutes, I could easily do three. I probably, I'm starving right now. I bet I could do five during the pot alone if I wanted to. What, um, how many, compared to a Chipotle burrito, Smaller. how much food oh. is a Cholito? Like a fifth, Smaller. a fourth, a third? A fourth? A quarter? No, no, a fourth or a fifth, I would say. It depends on which one you go to. Okay. Because which one? Sky, see, Skyline's not going to sponsor us now because I, I tell them tell the truth. They're <laughs> great. They're great everywhere, but some are a little thicker than others. A couple more seats. I know I can put down two two Chipotle burritos in one sitting. So that makes me think that four an hour is a much more reasonable number than it's initially yeah, yeah. sounded. It's to like me. think like uh, it's almost like a Taco Bell burrito, not a Chipotle burrito. I've had one too. I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's you know it's it's much more reasonable. I also, we've talked about this before. For any longtime listeners, they know that I'm a chili cheese sandwich guy. I think that that would, that would be easier for me. But I, I think that, I think that it would be really close. I really like this from Morv, Morv sixty nine sixty nine. Jake has nerd energy. He's more likely to do the work by himself. James without a crowd. What are we doing here? That's the life force for James. I thought that was a really funny reply. <laughs> that is funny. I'm, I'm trying to find. Yeah, without a crowd. Well, that's why. It, it, it's funny because I literally just said live stream it. So <laughs> clearly yeah, you I need the crowd. <laughs> clearly I wanted the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, those COVID crowds weren't fun. I, I want the 70,000. So next time I'm in Cincinnati, I'll get in a day early. We'll make sure we have nothing to do the next day and we'll go to skyline and eat as many Cholitos as we can. Yeah. If they sponsor the show, we can uh, skyline. I'm telling you, it would be crazy. It would be awesome. You know how you do it with the Crosstown shootout and everyone's there? We could yeah. do that, but with Bengals fans and locked on Bengals. I promise it would work. All right, work. last time I'm going to say it. By the way, clip this out someone, audio or something, and send this to the Skyline person you know, because I know Cincinnati's small enough that you're going to hear it and know someone that owns a Skyline or is part of marketing or something. Yeah, a lot of franchises out there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. If we didn't get to your question or we only teased the answer to your question, know that we did see all of the questions this week. There's a lot of great stuff in there. A lot of stuff we're already planning to cover in some capacity, but know that if we didn't answer your question today, it will likely be discussed in the future. Until next time, where we will talk to Mike Renner about the draft. Thanks for listening. day, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.